You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. So excited and happy to be with you on this beautiful day. I want to um, let you know that we have a great show in store. Um, And today we're going to be talking about the power of balance. And so I want you to take this time to find a nice place to sit and relax for a few minutes, grab something to write with, pen, paper, get your favorite beverage, and just take a few minutes for yourself, for your family, kids, get something the kids can do to keep them occupied for the next 30 minutes. So, and um, really just take this time to love and nourish yourself and, and spend some time for yourself with yourself as we talk about the power of balance, because today's guest is going to share some words of wisdom behind that for us. Um, before I get started with the guest, I want to start off thanking our sponsors of the show, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. They have a great uh, abundance of products and services to help you step into your dream life, and they focus on the pillars of wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And I know right now that they have some really goody, good yummies available on site for you for free. Uh, they're called Butt-Ass Naked Smoothies. And the, the motto is smoothies that make you look so good that you'll want to walk around butt-ass naked to show the goodness of your body. So... Um, if that is piquing your curiosity, go check out Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U, dot com. The other sponsor I want to thank is All Day Cable Incorporated, telecommunications installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley. They've been in business for uh, just about 31 years now, and uh, they handle uh, telecommunications network distributions for large, medium, and small businesses which involves uh, voice data and fiber optic cabling installation, uh, routers, modems, act wireless access points, audio, video, whatever you need to telephonically and telecommunicate uh, with your clients and people that you do business with around the world, um, you want to check out All Day Cable because their model is they make the right connections so that you can as well. Uh, You can check them out at alldaycableinc.com. So let's get started with the guest for the show today. His name is Hike Tedavosian. Hi, I never practiced it and I had it and now, of course. It's still good. It's still good. (laughs) I'm on. At least I got Hike right. Tedavosian. Tedibosian. Tedibosian. Yeah, I'm trying to say it fast. Hike He is, let me tell you a little bit about Hike. He is a proud father, husband, deacon, athlete, and entrepreneur, passionate about serving his community and inspiring others to reach their goals. Now, Hike 
owns and operates a thriving insurance and construction business that he built from scratch. With the years of coaching and developing his top-producing teams, he has developed great joy in coaching and consulting other business owners, professionals, aspirants, and team members on replicable sales systems, entrepreneurship, and personal development processes. Now, Hype brings a unique approach to the definition of success. Despite immense odds, his inspirational story of perseverance has helped him inspire others to grow and achieve the success they long for. And so um, Hype is from the beautiful country of Armenia, and he says it's a country where he lives without luxury, um, and some of that includes without the luxury of having running water or electricity, often going hungry, and now he has transformed his life as he continues on his path to bliss, as I like to say, and is now a very successful businessman. So today we're going to talk with Hike about the power of balance and um, the power of mindset. And so, Hike, I want to welcome you to the Blissful Living Show. First of all, thank you for having me on your show, Rochelle. It means a lot and uh, definitely will give my best to share whatever I can to add value to your listeners. Um, and, you know, we'll go from there. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome and I'm sure you'll have a lot that you will add to the listeners' wisdom as we have our conversation today. Um, it's not like you're going to, you, you, you hope you're going to do it. You were at Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. You are going to do it. We're going to kill it today. I'm just letting you know, Hype. So. <laughs> um, sounds great to me. I'm excited. So now let's, let's just start it off because mindset is really um, something that I love talking about and um, – <clears throat> And I want to get your words of wisdom behind this. Can you share with the listeners what is the power of mindset all about? First of all, what is mindset? Just we're just gonna break it down real simple. What is mindset? And then, what is the power of mindset all about? Uh, that's a good question. You know, at the beginning, uh, as you were doing the introduction, Rochelle, you mentioned the power of balance, and. Uh, some things went to my mind, and uh, you know, I wrote the book "The Power of Mindset." Um, but also, I've had some feedback. It's like, why didn't you name your book "The Power of Balance Hike"? You know, well, first of all, the title was already made, so, uh, and I do talk about balance a lot because I really truly believe, you know, you know, mindset's everything. I um, also lived my life where I realized, you know, we all choose to, you know, have our own battles, right? There's a lot of people that complain right. about certain right. things, and other people take those complaints and convert them into opportunities. Well, the biggest difference is how you think about those, right? Uh, do, you have, are, do you have gratitude? Do you practice gratitude? Are you forgiving? Are you curious? Are you positive? Are you driven? Because a lot of those things are choices, right? I, I, I don't just believe, I also see it, that most people generally have same battles in life, right? We have same kind of speed bumps, you know, similar type of problems. You know, we live in a similar economy, you know, similar government, similar opportunities, right. but right. some tend to be more complaintful than others. Some tend to be more opportunistic than others. And the biggest difference is mindset, right? And that's this is coming from somebody who came to this country with absolutely no English, no resources, no money. I mean, we came here just for the shot to make it. And to us, shot to make it was, you know, can we go to a country that has stable electricity, water, stable jobs, you know, because we don't have nine to five where I came from, right? It's all, you know, right. the, 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 the poor, that's it. Um, so, 
me knowing the fact that I didn't come with resources, but we just came with the pure hunger and will and determination to make it work, and we did. You know, my father and I often went hungry, but we did everything possible. There was not a single day we didn't have a job. So, you know, joblessness is a mindset. You know, you know, disabling yourself to say I'm waiting for an opportunity is a mindset. Um, forgiving and listening and making a relationship with your spouse work. A lot of it is a mindset. Health, right? We wake up, it's not that a lot of people are out of shape because they can't physically work out or eat healthy. It's because they choose to, which is, again, goes back to the mindset. And that's where I, when I felt like I discovered this, you know, the American dream kind of made sense to me, I started writing about it. And to me, it was more about the balance than anything else to maintain that mindset. And, right. again, I um, can dive a little bit deep and talk a little bit more about the balance piece. But I really believe the balance is a big part of the mindset uh, as well. Well, you know, you mentioned, you, you said some uh, really key things with regards to um, mindset. And I like what one of the things particularly that I, I don't think people really pay enough attention to is that you have a choice. And everyone has a choice. You have a choice about how you think. You have a choice about the actions you take. You have a choice about the actions you don't take. You, you, have, you have choices. Everyone around the world has choices. Right. And so you said that, you know, some people choose to look at some things like they're grateful and some people tend to look at some things as, oh, my God, it's a curse. Or, you know, some people tend to think, look at things, they choose to see things in a positive light and others choose to see that same thing in a negative light. And I know we all have people like that in our life. Is there is there something that you've come across? That is a commonality, even though those two entities might, you know, one might be positive and one might be negative. Is there something that you've come along with, you know, all the people that you've worked with and coached with regards to a commonality um, with these individuals when it comes to uh, their mindset and the choice that they make? Um. You know, yes, yeah. there's definitely a common pattern between all the people that I know who yes. seem to be successful, right? Um, you know, and again, to me, the success is not necessarily somebody who makes more money than other people. It's not somebody who's more athletic or is better looking. Uh, in my opinion, as I've studied successful people, as I've practiced successful principles, to me, that was the person who's got the balance figured out. The person who, you know, financially, they're good, they're well off, but also they've created time for their loved ones and family and their children. But at the same time, they're staying fit. They're taking care of their health because a tree has to grow before it can provide shade for others. So there's a little bit of a selfishness involved in the balance piece as well. And the ones who are not just about themselves, but also have a good group of, you know, uh, friends, peers, they volunteer, right? So whenever I see somebody's got the balance piece figured out, to me, that is success, Right. Because uh, there's a lot of people out there that you know tend to feel like, well, look, look how successful I'm. They look great in the mirror, but they're not somebody that make a difference in the community. They're not really, you know, inspiring others. They're not recreating talent. Um, I, I really believe, Rochelle, that naturally we are built to be negative, right? If you think about it, if you don't take care of your health, you naturally get unhealthy. There's no space in the middle. You're either healthy or not, right? So. Right, uh, right. If you don't naturally, you know, work hard and create a business and generate income, you the opposite is you become poor and hungry, right? If you don't naturally, you know, watch, um, you know, how you train, how you, you know, strengthen your muscle, your endurance, you get out of shape, right? So if you don't do the hard stuff, it's not that like, oh, I don't do hard stuff. It's just you become the complete opposite. So there's a analogy I thought about and I wrote in my book. I call it the law of... Um, 
uh, it, it, it talks about the concept of the cup is never half full or half empty. So the, essentially, here's what I try to come across, especially when I'm training some people in my business or I'm giving coaching to somebody. Um, if you think about a cup as being half full or half empty, right? Some they, There's this joke that optimist says it's half full, pessimist says it's half empty, realist says right. who's going to drink right. the water, right? Well, the thing right. is there's the um, uh, law of oppositions, right? So if you want to get rid of the air from a half cup of water, the only realistic way to do it is to fill it up with more water. If you don't fill it up with more water, opposite space naturally occupies the empty space of the cup. Same thing works whenever we try to take care of other pillars of our life. For example, this morning, um, I had a lot on my plate. I'm training for Ironman um, in the process of grand opening another location uh, in three weeks. I've got two little boys. I've got three new hires I'm training in the office. So my alarm clock rang at 5 o'clock. I had a choice, right? I could have stayed in bed, got an extra hour of sleep, two hours of sleep, but also had to get up to get my training out of the way so I could make it to the office and I can still be ready for the race day. It's actually, I have the race this Saturday, but also have new oh. people that depend on me. I have a ton of emails I didn't get back to last night. So again, to me, that was a choice, right? I didn't choose to do the hard part to get out of bed, to get my training out of the way, to knock out all the emails in the morning, get to my team meeting in the morning. Opposite would have happened, which was failure. And that is a common pattern I notice with a lot of people that tend to be successful in life. They tend to work harder and be more focused during times of pressure. When there's a lot more on their plate, they tend to overproduce. They tend to overwork and they tend to almost find passion and hyper-focus. Versus I notice that people that tend to have less you know, success in life are the ones who break under pressure. And again, uh, I really believe if you can just teach yourself to wake up early in the morning, you can get so much more done in one week, in, you know, a month. And, you know, difference between the worst and best year sometimes can be one year apart. question is, what are you right. doing on daily basis on track? And that's, again, long answer to your short question, what do I see common patterns between successful people? A lot of them tend to just do more when life demands more from them. You know, that's very interesting because um, I, I agree with you that uh, successful people – tend to do more, and in, in, I do not measure success as um, something that is tied to your monetary wealth or how your status is in society. People tend to, tend to think that because you're wealthy, you're successful, but you can be wealthy and have issues with your mental health. You can be wealthy and have issues with your physical health. You can be mm -hmm. wealthy and have issues with your relationships. You can be, you know, wealthy and just not be in a good place. So I don't see a wealthy person as a successful person off the bat, not unless they have, what you say, a stimulus of balance in their life. And I do agree with you with regards to uh, successful people, whether it's you're successful and you got an A on that exam and you're in school, or you're successful and you were able to buy your first car by yourself, you know, you're moving out from your house, or you were successful in sending your kids off to college and not going broke, right? There's many right. different ways people define success, but within mm -hmm. the context of all of them, what you're saying is you have to have balance, and I truly agree with that. And I do believe that the, if you, they always say the most successful, if you want something done, you give it to the busiest person in the room because the busiest person in the room will not only get it done effectively right. and efficiently, but 
they will do it in such a manner and such ease and grace that you'll be like, how did they do that and how did they do it so fast? Because they have a stimulus of balance within themselves and they know what to do and what to put into place with regards to helping them continue down the road to success, which is exactly what you shared in your example of you got up at five, you, you're you training for a triathlon, you've got three new employees, you're opening up another branch, you've got, you know, you, you've got stuff to do. And then like everyone else, you have a family as well. So, um, you know, you make that choice and you have that balance already ingrained in yourself so that whatever comes upon your plate, you can be successful um, with with maintaining that, you know, that balanced mindset. Now, I want to ask you, with regards to um, the whole mindset, I love mindset, with regards to the whole mindset arena, uh, what would you say uh, to someone that is, I want to say, new in your industry and they're a little down upon themselves because they feel that they're not as successful as they envisioned themselves to be at this certain period of time in their life, and you're mentoring them. What would you say to that person when it, with regards to uh, the power of mindset? I think we're in the era, Rochelle, where <clears throat> we don't have much patience. You know, everybody wants quick results. Uh, there's too much media, social media, too many things out there where people are almost coming off like what they achieved was easy, right? They don't show the hard work. The you know, certain way the people want to look, you know, there's standards about that. Certain, you know, cars you drive and homes you own. And a lot of um I see a lot of younger entrepreneurs getting into businesses and they're quitting too early. Um one of the common denominators was uh from a book I read a long time ago and I learned it was called The Grit by Angela Duckworth. She's a you know, professor at the at the pen. She was talking about how, you know, when she studied her students' success rates and there was not really a common pattern between any of the students that became successful because she was studying the wrong things. She studied like IQ scores, you know, higher or lower IQ scores did had nothing to do with their success factor. It was not a common pattern for her to say, ooh, it's the IQ score, you know, grades or parental involvement, sports background, none of those things. And she said one common pattern emerged as she's studying, uh, she did this long-term study to her students and the common pattern was, you know, she defined it as grit, which was sticking to things long-term with passion, right? And I, I really agreed because I, when I read the book, I went back and started retracing some of my steps. Like, why did my team and I do so well in the insurance business? And I realized we developed passion not for insurance, but for helping people, right? So uh, when I developed passion for knowing the fact that people call and they want solutions to their problems, how can we get very good at solution, you know, the solution piece? So we developed passion for helping for people, and we did it for long term. Because I remember the first year in business, I mean, nobody would want to be where I was. I mean, a lot of people were even looking at me, overworked, underpaid, uh, lacking sleep. I had, you know, bags underneath my eyes. I was losing hair. I gained weight. It was not pretty, right? And then it's our 11th year in the business, and a lot of people are like, oh, I want to do what you do, Hike, but they don't realize it took 10 years to become an overnight success story. Nobody wants to do what I did the first couple of years, but everybody wants the results of, you know, 10,000 hours of hard work, right? So my opinion, you know, a lot of people can do a good job, right? But you need to do a great job. And in my definition, a great job is doing a good job consistently for a long period of time. So kind of adding to what Angela Duckworth said is doing something long-term with passion while doing a good deliberate job because practice doesn't make it perfect, Uh, Rochelle. Perfect practice makes it perfect, right? Deliberate practice. 
uh, writing notes, thinking about what you're doing, going to sleep. You know, people are like, don't take work home. Well, if you're passionate for what you do, why wouldn't you take it home? Because it was a good day. You want to share that with your spouse. You want to go to sleep thinking about it. You want to wake up thinking about your passions, right? So developing passion, not just for what you do, but knowing if what you do makes a difference in the community, you're helping people, and you just learn to do it long period of time. Because I've never gotten good results. For example, I, when I committed to triathlons two years ago, Rochelle, I, I couldn't swim one lap in a pool at my local gym. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I have to swim like two miles? Are you kidding me? Right? So I remember, you know, it was one lap. You know, next day I did lap and a half and then two laps, three laps. And I worked my way up to 100 plus laps in the pool. And what got me from going to not being able to swim to being now a decent swimmer wasn't the fact that I had a couple of great workouts or, you know, bunch of fair workouts, I had consistent good workouts, right? I had consistent good days in my office. None of our team meetings are great. They're good, but they're consistent, right? So that's one piece that a lot of our youth right now is missing, that we want instant gratification and we don't know how to delay it, right? So as long as we can learn to be okay with the pain of consistency, I think a lot of great things will come, not just for entrepreneurship and business, but good things in life. Again, that's why whenever I train my team, I don't just teach them how to be great employees or team members or managers in my organization. I want them to be the great best spouses they can be, the best fitness um, you know, gurus that can be in whatever you know fitness goals they have. My team, when they work for me, they start doing you know weightlifting. Some do running with me. Some do marathons with me, right? So um, again, I really believe is to develop passion for what you do and is to be consistent, right? That's that's a big piece to, to the mindset and to the um, balance. Yeah, I, I I think that's um, wonderful information, and, and I like the whole sticking to things long term with passion, because I'm in agreement with that. Um, if you're not passionate about something and it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't bring joy to your life you probably should find something else to do because that thing will eventually eat away at your mindset and you'll become defeated and it'll be reflective in your state of well-being and in, quote, unquote, your state of wealth, whatever that definition, whatever wealth is defined to you. So if you're not passionate about something, find something that you're passionate about and do that. You know, there's so many people in our society, in our world today, that are doing things that they absolutely hate, but they're afraid to step out to find that which they're passionate about and discover something that makes them happy, that can still generate revenue or whatever it is they need, Um, but they stay in these jobs and these situations that they absolutely hate that actually makes them sick and is making them miserable, and they've developed a, I want to say, more negative mindset than positive mindset because they really don't they don't have any balance in their life so i love that i love that whole quote sticking to things long term with passion because that truly is a gift and when you when you recognize and realize what you're passionate about oh man the whole world just opens up and 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 you see things in a different light like you you know you you were passionate about you know going from Try to swim one lap across the pool to doing a hundred. You know, it's like you're passionate about it, and it's almost like the more you did it, the more you enjoyed doing it, the more you wanted to do it because you you, you wanted to see. If you're like me, when I'm thinking, you want to push yourself to the limit because every time you push yourself to the limit, the limit just gets a little bit further away, right? So I agree, and you- uh, which is <laughs> great. Sorry, Rochelle, go ahead. No, you're go ahead, Hike. You're, you're fine. 
I wanted to actually add something to what you just said. Um, you know, I, as much as I want to say I developed passion for swimming, I didn't. I do love the bike and the run. I do, I, I do not have passion for swimming. It's one thing I just don't like about triathlons. But I, I think what another piece to that is is really doing certain things that you don't want to do to get where you want to be. Because I did have passion for checking boxes for, you know, hey, I want to accomplish some hard stuff. I think next one I'll do is a 100-mile ultra marathon is going to be my commitment. Even though I don't like some of the training, I can't stand swimming. Um, I do have passion for knowing that one day when I go, I want to be able to leave behind a legacy saying, this guy gave it all he had. So, yes, right. even though passion matters, but I think there's a lot of days where you have to do things that you're not passionate for in support of the things that you're passionate so you can do the passionable things, right? I don't want to wake up 5 in the morning. Trust me, I'm not passionate about that, right? I don't <laughs> want to swim. Sometimes I don't want to run. You know, sometimes I don't want to come to the office. Sometimes I don't want to take a meeting. You know, sometimes I have no time for anything. But, I again, it's that delayed gratification. We shouldn't only be doing passion and things that make us happy. That's actually a very big misconception out there thinking that, oh, just because you have passion. So th- my job has a bunch of things I don't like doing about it, so I don't have a job passion for it. My spouse... You know, we argue once in a while, so this is not the passionate relationship I'm looking for. You know, this this fitness goal, I don't really have passion for eat, watching what I eat in the smoothies. And, you know, I, so this, this, therefore, it's not for me. What people don't realize, no, you have to do a lot of things that you don't want to do to get to where you want to be or to get to where you've never been. Yes, I agree. And I will piggyback on that and say it's not so much the things in, in the midst of, um, you know, that you're doing that you're not passionate about. It's the actual passion of what you're trying to accomplish or what you want, where you want to go, that you will succumb or suffice to those things that you definitely don't like doing to get to what that it is, what you're passionate about. And that's a driving factor. I know when I was in the emergency um, room as a uh, trauma nurse and doing a lot of stuff, there were a lot of things I saw that I didn't want to do. You know, I didn't want to have to start an IV on a very sick newborn baby, let alone try to get three IVs on this baby, you know, with their their frightened parents looking at me. But I did it because I knew that the bottom line was I wanted to help save this baby. I wanted to make this, you know, help do the as much as I pa- possibly can so that this baby will recover from whatever it is. Or the person with the five gunshot wounds, you know, I didn't necessarily want to, you know, try to get three IV lines or, you know, help the physician with um, some very complicated procedures that I know are going to be extremely painful to these people. But the passionate part was I wanted to make them better, and I wanted them wanted to help all that I could do to help get them to a better place. So in essence of running a business or going to school or, you know, embarking on your career, there are things that we, that you're going to have to do that you may be not passionate about. But these are all lessons and wisdom that you gain so that when you to help you get to that thing that which you are passionate about, that thing that you want to accomplish, that thing you want to be successful with, and it's just information I say that we gather to help us um, have a better and um, you know more beautiful journey as we travel down our path to bliss. So now, Hike, I have one more question for you, and then I want you to share um, where people can pick up your book. So. You know, you had, um, you know, you, you've had a tremendous life, and you come from very humble beginnings, and you know, have come to the United States and um, have done some great things. But what I want to ask you is, can you share? If you have this last message to share with the listeners, can you share with the listeners what are some specific roadblocks 
that they should watch out for, maybe, you know, two, three, five, however many you want to share. But what are some some specific, what are some specific roadblocks that they should watch out for as they, you know, handle the power of their mindset and, and step into to the power of being balanced in their life? You know, this took me a while to learn, and I, I think I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, the more I know, the more I realize how much I don't know, right? So um, uh, mentorship is such a vital part of becoming successful. Uh, and I think a lot of hands-on people that are listening to this, they are the type that if you want things right, do it yourself, right? I, yes and no, right? So yes, you do want to be able to do things yourself when you got them figured out. But when you don't, it's very important to find mentors that can lead you the right direction because if you can avoid you know, learning from your own mistakes, you should, right? You should learn from others. You know, Einstein had a good saying, and I don't know if this is truly Einstein, but a lot of people reference good quotes to geniuses, right? And uh, from what I heard, here's what Einstein said. He said, dumb people don't learn anything. Smart people learn from their mistakes. Geniuses learn from other people, right? So mentorship, I think, is the quickest way to genius because a lot of mentors are very wise. You know, they're, they've been around the block, and, you know, mine is twice my age. And often whenever I'm getting excited about something, I know when I've spent, you know, burnt the wheel, sometimes I was the hardest working farmer in the desert where I couldn't grow much, where the same effort somewhere else would have got me, you know, 10x, 100x results. So I think it's very important for us to have humility to ask for advice versus trying to figure things out on our own. I think if I was better at asking for mentorship, you know, 11 years ago when I was getting in the business, I would have probably been five years ahead, maybe even 10 years ahead today. Uh, it took me years to figure out that I need to do a better job of involving other people in a lot of my important decisions. Uh, and I need to do a good job of finding those people and keeping them around, whether if it's coffee, checking in, text messages, phone calls. Uh, we get too busy, but that's one of the best things you can do is have people give you non-biased advice because a lot of the time when we try to give ourselves advice, too many emotions are involved. Often we go more emotional than actual logical. So that's that's my best advice to somebody that might be wanting to get ahead is get the right mentors in life. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So now can you tell us, you talked about this book. First of all, what is the title of your book and how can anyone out there listening get a copy of the book? The book is on Amazon. Uh, it's called The Power of Mindset. It's a yellow cover. Uh, literally just says Power of Mindset by Haik Tarevosian. Uh, it's been on Amazon since last year now. Uh, there's some basic information about the book and myself on my website, which is hyket.org, H-A-Y-K-T, as in my initial of my last name, .org. Um, and there's the you know, e-cop, uh, e-book version. There's the hard and soft copies as well. Uh, but if people contact me through, uh, through my website and just request a free copy, I'll have one of my team members send them a free copy anytime. Okay, so um, so they can go to your website at hike h a y k t like thomas dot org, or mm-hmm. they can pick up the book on Amazon. Um, and the book is titled "The Power of Mindset." So, thank you so much, Hike, for being a guest on the Blissful Living Show. It was great to have this conversation with you about balance and the power of mindset. And um, it's always good to, you know, share. Uh, Share the words of wisdom on my guests with all those that listen because you just never know what you are saying and what you may be saying or what they may be hearing you're saying, um, you know, may have the power to change their life. So thank you. This I, I love this. It was it was great. And I, this, these are one of my favorite subjects to talk about. So thank you so much, Hike. I appreciate you. 
And I want to thank the listeners. If um, you really love and like the show, please subscribe, share it with other people, and ask them to subscribe. And if you want to um, amplify things a bit, if you subscribe to the show and you also subscribe to my email list, which you can do at info at blissfullivingforyou.com, you will get a shout-out on air with regards to your name. And if you have a business, we'll shout that out, too. So don't be afraid to share the show. And, of course, share the show with everyone you love and care about and ask them to subscribe and sign up as well. And to our sponsors, Blissful Living For You at blissfullivingforyou.com, please go check them out if you have uh, any you know, inklings or curiosity as to what they do with wellness, wisdom, and wealth, go check them out at Blissful Living for You. And if, you know, anything, pick up the free gifts that they have because they have some really, really good free, free gifts for you to help amplify those areas of your life. And also want to thank the sponsor, All Day Cable Incorporated at All Day Cable Inc. Uh, check them out. They are a really good telecommunication, I will say the best telecommunication uh, installation company on the Western region. And uh, they've been in business for a long time, and you don't get to make it to 30 years without having uh, a good history and providing quality work and services. So check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. And to all of you, I want to thank you again for your time, uh, taking this moment for yourself today, and um, just enjoying the conversation that I had with Hike. And until next time, I want to wish you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, saying goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, May your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.